The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, December 18, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com My name is Bob, hi, how are you, what's happening? Hello Bob uh, coming up on today's show, the great Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment and BuzzBurbank.com is here today. The Flynn sentencing. Well, it didn't turn out exactly the way we had hoped, but... You, you know, know what? Uh, what? This, this is bullshit. Thank you. This is bullshit. Thank you, Flynn. It's not bullshit. It's actually good news, and we'll get into that here in just a second. A federal judge ruled the ACA unconstitutional. Oh, great news. As the Red Hats cheer for their health insurance to get shittier, we'll uh, dig into all of that here in just a few minutes. Rudy Giuliani, meanwhile, confessed that Trump colluded with Russia. He actually confessed to it. He actually just blurted it out, which makes me wonder, why the hell is Rudy still on television? That's the big question. But, of course, uh, he proves that there's only one man in politics who's actually dumber than Trump, and it's Rudy. Um, we don't have any time left. There, there actually, I don't know what, seven days? Seven days from today is Christmas. Uh, you can still get your Amazon uh, items shipped to you, depending on what item it is, in just a few days before Christmas rolls around. So get going, and when you go shopping at Amazon, make sure to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobsuska.com. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon while you shop as normal, but because you used our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Meanwhile, you can use our Chris Lavoie Band and Masculine link beneath the logo to shop for man-scented candles for all the guys on your list. And don't miss Chris's all-new spiked eggnog and gingerbread man-scented candles. And thank you for shopping through our Amazon links, plural, for the holidays, right? And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little out there. Kramer, you, you can't go. Who's going to do the feats of strength? How about George? Good thinking, Cougar. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please. Somebody stop this. Let's rumble! Bob Seska! Merry Christmas, groovy listeners. This is Smokey Robinson. Have a super happy Christmas and a most successful coming year. The Bob Seska Show! Can you tell I'm getting loopy? I mean, we only have a few more days left before the Christmas break, and I'm just getting silly. Getting giggly and playing all stupid things, like a like a Smokey Robinson holiday greeting. For some reason, it completely escapes me. Oh, hey, look, it's uh, TV's Buzz Burbank right over there. Hey, Buzz. 
Hi, Bob. Uh, great to see everybody again a- as it is. Uh, I, you know, I think you still could get your Christmas wish. I think you could still hear from Eddie Money before because it's not. <laughs> there's still a week left, and I think you have a chance yeah, of still I, hearing from Eddie Money. I think for so. Let me see if I can conjure him up. I'm rubbing my temples. I'm massaging my temples, trying to use my psychic ability to conjure up the money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Oh, there he is. There he is. And everyone loves this. Happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. And have a safe and wonderful new year to you, too. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I I feel better having heard that now. (laughs) I am am Buzz Burbank. I'm your acting co-host until I am confirmed by the Senate. (laughs) And I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I'm sitting here, uh, you know, figuring out, uh, you know, because at the end of the year, bef- you know, for taxes, I like mm-hmm. to figure out uh, the charities I care most about, the causes I care most about, uh, <laughs> preparing to make my uh, end of the year donations yeah. to various charities, you know, mm-hmm. things I really. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm getting ready to pay, uh, you know, for my annual contribution to the Trump Foundation. And I hear. <laughs> I hear that that's off now. So, <laughs> yeah. good lord, they've lost their slush fund. Uh, that's oh, uh, such man. a such a shame that the Trumps have lost their personal slush fund, huh? Yeah, and don't be deceived by the headlines that you're seeing today uh, that say Trump agrees to shut down his charity. No, 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 yeah. no. Trump has been forced to shut down his charity by the New York State Attorney General, that's right, who accused uh, him and his kids, his <laughs> eldest children, of uh, consistently breaking the law. It's a banner day in the Trump crime family today. Yes, I mean, yes, it is. Between everything that's been going on the last couple of weeks, plus the Trump Foundation being basically forced to shut down <laughs> because they're, 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 you, you mentioned the crime family; they're using yeah. the mob speak now. You know, oh, you yeah. thought that they, when he called Cohen a rat the other day, yep. I was thinking about uh, we're, we're waiting to hear sleeps with the fishes, uh, <laughs> you, cement galoshes. You, you yeah, right? Uh, uh, cement, uh, cement overcoat, kind. Yeah, uh, you dirty rat. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna rub you out. Uh, he's on the lamb with the dame with the great gams. Uh, what are we gonna hear next from the Oval Office? That's is what right. I want to know. Good lord! And you know what? I've been observing for quite some time now, Buzz. That it seems like these guys. I'm talking about Trump. I'm talking about Trump's family. I'm talking about right. uh, guys like Michael Cohen. That they they watch movies like Goodfellas. They watch TV shows like The Sopranos, and they mm-hmm. so admire these criminals in these shows. No, 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 no. no. They'd be so much better at what yeah. they're doing if they had watched those shows. Right. I th- I'm not sure. I, I don't know what they've been watching, but uh, this is mobsters are smarter than this. They really. Are. A and, little and, bit. And the prosecutors yeah. know that. Yeah, but I mean, they they really they try to emulate those guys, yeah. and we've seen it in in private uh, dealings with with friends who, especially back when The Sopranos was uh, was on the air, I used to right. see people all the time <laughs> who just like regular white guys walking around going, "Hey, forget about it," you know, keep your enemies closer, you know, just like all that yeah. shit that right. we hear from all those mafia movies, and they take it completely seriously, and then they start to. In the case of Donald Trump and Michael Cohen and everything like that, they start to incorporate all that omerta bullshit, all of the La Cosa Nostra lingo, as you were saying, and <laughs> all these ideas, all these ridiculous mafia strategies and and uh, vows of silence and so on. They they really they really desperately want to be mobsters, and now right, we're seeing right. it in plain view. And, and the terrifying thing is. 
It's the president of the United States who honestly believes, not just behaving like a mobster, but he actually believes that he kind of is a mobster, and he he values that as something that's a positive character trait, which is just he's, amazing. He's deluded in so many ways, and yeah. uh, this was, of course, exploited to the hilt by Russia. And I hope we, we talk about, I, I'm sure we will be talking about the yeah. reports uh, that were handed to the Senate this week and, and the importance of that. I mean, I'm, re- I'm writing, I'm reading and writing some of this stuff today, reading mm-hmm. about it and writing for my uh, newscast. And uh, at one point I just had to stop and sit back in my chair. I was, and the only, the best word I can think is aghast. <laughs> I was aghast at what I was reading. And listen, I've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. and, and uh, I've been following this story for a while. So I've been following this president for a while. So you'd think, well, there, there just are no surprises left. Yeah. And, and what we've found out from this extremely revealing report this week, this very, very important report uh it has opened my eyes even farther and i am breathless yeah well you have every reason to be breathless i mean what we're seeing now you know we've been uh, uh, arguing on my facebook page with someone who popped in with that same sort of nonsense oh russia 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 you guys are nothing but russia 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 where's the evidence where's the evidence well clearly you've missed the volumes of reporting that has happened so far you've cl- clearly missed the volumes of court records that we've seen so far in which it's obvious that there are copious amounts of evidence, volumes and volumes of evidence that that verify and vindicate everything that we've been saying for so long now. And I've done my uh, share of sparring uh, on social media this week as well. But... I, I really try to be careful about it, and I sometimes scold myself for doing it because <laughs> there is clearly no sense in arguing with certain yeah. individuals. We have to address this on a larger scale. And one of the things at which I was aghast uh, upon reading these reports to the Senate on uh, the Russian attack is that they sought to divide us, and we fell for it. Yeah. It worked. Yep. Uh, African Americans fell for it. Bernie Sanders supporters fell for it. It. Conservatives fell for it, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, lots of working class people fell for it. Yeah, uh, Americans of all stripes, really, and uh, liberals as well. Clearly, as well as conservatives, we were all duped. We were had. Yeah, we were had, and we were had by Russia. Right, and and uh, this is uh, you know this is this is why I'm aghast. I. I, the, the scope of this attack, you know, we've always referred to it as an attack. Yeah. And, and, and partly for lack of a better term, partly because of the clear seriousness of what Russia did. But to know the details, the science, the demographics, the psychographics, the targeting that went into this. Uh, it, what was I reading? Uh, Instagram, they used uh, Twitter, they used to, to target intellectuals and journalists. Yep. In, Instagram, they used to, to target kids, young people, young oh, voters. Jesus. Uh, and and uh, Facebook, they used Facebook's ad tool. They did all this with American technology. Oh, yeah. They used, they used Facebook's ad tool to uh, target people. Uh, by their politics, by their region or geographical region, and by their race. Uh, This was a sophisticated attack. And what I have asked for myself for the past two years is, okay, how are we going to retaliate? We we have been attacked. Yeah. We 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 need to make sure that this doesn't happen again. We need to send a very clear message. I mean nobody has to die in this. (laughs) That's the great part. 
nobody has to die. Yeah. Uh, but we can start turning off switches over there and 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 do it until they cry uncle. Uh, I think, I believe, perhaps naively, the United States has the capability to do that. I don't know about the wisdom of talking about this if you're a Democratic presidential candidate, but somebody needs to be thinking about this because we can't let an attack of this sophistication and, and this uh, it's left a wound that may not heal in its dividing of Americans mm-hmm. uh, using this divide and conquer attack uh, approach. Yeah. Uh, I, these, these are the, sorry, these are the things that are on my mind. How are you? <laughs> Just the minor things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you're exactly right about all that crap. And, and you know what? That's the saddest part. I think about this Russian attack is that mm-hmm. there were millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of unwitting co-conspirators in the mm-hmm. Russian attack. It's almost mm-hmm. as if, if yes. you think about like a traditional battlefield, a traditional uh, arena of war, you mm-hmm. can imagine that one side uh, hijacked the brains of a, a, a portion of the soldiers on the other side and got mm-hmm. the other side, those soldiers, to shoot down their own lines and actually uh, shoot yeah. at their own people. And that's exactly what happened in this case. Russia was able to use, through its propaganda, through the pervasiveness of the propaganda and the susceptibility of Americans to spread this crap around unquestioningly in a knee-jerk way, just seeing something that fits their confidence confirmation bias and automatically hitting the retweet button and not even giving it a second thought. And that's the kind of crap that got us so utterly screwed with this president where everything in this country has ground to a screeching halt as we deal with this Trump crisis day in and day out. And a lot of that has to do with people who just simply were too naive or or too easily led by this propaganda. And And how do we get them to see that? Yeah. Because the hardest thing in the world, I think, is to get anyone to admit they were had, right. that they were wrong, but they were had and they were wrong. Yep. And I, I suppose some will come to realize it. But how do you how do you address a problem that's nationwide? That it's this this massive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 this is a wound. I, I don't know how we heal it. And Russia did this to us. Russia did this to us, and they used that that wannabe bad mobster Donald Trump to to try to do it. And and so many of us fell for it either by voting for Sanders or Stein and, and you know or or or, or voting uh, just voting for Trump uh, between all those things. And 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 the other thing that I want to yell at people about <laughs> is is while I'm standing here on the corner is uh you know you you didn't vote for Hillary because you didn't like her. Right. You didn't like. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what as a citizen, you have a duty to elect the person who is most qualified and likely to win. Yep. That is your duty as a citizen. And just because it isn't about whether you like her, it isn't mm-hmm. about whether you like her, it isn't about that at all. Who cares what you like? What is best for the country? Yep. And if you thought that Donald Trump or, or voting for on, on general election day, writing in Sanders or Stein or something like that was somehow helping, it, it wasn't. It, it helped the Russians yep. uh, divide and conquer us and they have succeeded and it continues to work to this day. What had been smoldering divisions in this country on politics and race uh, became flames when Russia threw fuel on those embers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, and we got to fix this. 
Well, I mean, there's a dynamic on social media, Buzz, and I'm sure you recognize that. I think we've all seen it uh, time and time again, where there's this attitude now that everyone has to save face, where you feel like you right. can't yeah. admit that you were wrong because then everyone's going to flame you on in the comment areas on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever. And tribalism, that, yeah. Tribalism has made that even harder. Exa- yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. And so people get defensive and people refuse to say, hey, you know what? I fucked up. I did something wrong here i was easily led by these memes and these ads that came down on facebook and you know what i'm gonna make some efforts to not do it again and that's all it takes i mean it really only takes that but you're not gonna see that and then you know what one of the reasons why one of the uh-huh. reasons why i'm into reaching out and and, and yeah. engaging never trumpers and bringing them into a coalition is is in order to head off this attitude that hey you know what yeah i was a republican for many decades but now i'm not a republican anymore because i see what the republican party has uh, has become and Mm -hmm. and and sitting here uh, as liberals and scolding those people will only force them to entrench further and if you're willing to walk away from an extra 10 percent uh in in votes on election day because you you're so interested in scolding never trumpers or scolding people who are finally admitting that they were wrong about x y and z you're not doing your side any favors especially in times in which elections are decided by 500 votes one percent here one percent there we're talking about 10 percent of the republican voting population now moving over to the democratic side of the ledger and people who i like and respect saying no we don't want you I, i can't i can't even imagine that because there's it's beyond politics it's beyond the election it's now about attitudes on social media it's about how we confront our past mistakes do we sit and retrench or or are we provided with a fertile ground to be able to say you know what we fucked up in 2016 or we fucked up with george w bush or we fucked up with sarah palin please forgive us and let's move forward and we all go forward and try to fix this entire mess okay there two, there, two, there's two, my two, speech ladies and gentlemen two, well i i applaud that speech <laughs> yes thank you I, well here here and, and I think the two important things that I want to say to people, and, yeah. and I realize that much of the time this doesn't get through, mm. but I'm going to keep saying them. And that is, number one, every vote counts. To, to underscore what you just said, yeah. every vote counts. And secondly, divided we fall. Right. Yeah. Divided, no doubt. United we stand, divided we fall. Mm-hmm. That it just it never, ever, ever, ever forget that yeah. because that is how the Russians duped us. That's how this nation was had by mm-hmm. the Russians. Why? How it was owned by the Russians. And, and, and like I said, this leaves a wound that may or may not heal. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell the patient uh, this this wound may or may not heal. I guess that's kind of up to us. But uh, also up to us is do we lay here and take it? Do we let them do it again or go farther, uh, continue to tear us apart? Or do we realize what has happened to us, admit our mistakes and fight back. I think one of the first steps is to stop being so vulnerable, to stop making ourselves these easy dupes to Russian uh, interference, to Russian cyber attacks, to Russian agitprop, to because you time know what? To, yeah, time to get smarter. Yeah, exactly right. And so that that obviously what Russia was able to do is going to be picked up by other nations, probably China and other countries that have the capability and to to be able to pull off something like that. And certainly they'll see the United States as being completely 
completely susceptible to that kind of suggestion. I mean, we're very easily led online and we just need to each take responsibility for our own Twitter feeds, our own Facebook pages, our own Instagrams and police those things and be a little bit more diligent before we knee jerk into clicking like, retweet, share, whatever you uh, whatever the social media right, platform right. dictates. So, I mean, these are all things that we can each individually do in order to move forward and not get screwed again by our own per- people. You know? Perhaps we can teach maybe in, at the elementary school level a meme. <laughs> yeah. A meme is not a fact. That's right. A meme is not a fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at the source. Always be asking yourself, yes. what is the source? Is it some guy on the internet or is yeah. it the New York Times or is it the Washington Post? If it's some guy on the internet, it may be true or it may not be true. You right, don't right. you don't know. So what what's the point? So you may see your aunt or your uncle or your best friend or their neighbor or your, someone you're friends with on Facebook share something online. Well, it's not about that friend who is sharing it. It's about what they're sharing. And if it's a news article that's got some URL that's of a weird name or thing something that you don't recognize, don't retweet it. Don't share it. Just let it go by if not, you know, if it seems completely out of the ordinary. Hey, hey tell here's that a friend tip. to stop it, you know. Yeah, here's a tip. You don't have to respond to everything you see on the internet. I think there That's are people true. who don't know that. You know, who think, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, this requires my opinion. <laughs> this requires my response. This yeah. requires my support." No, maybe you maybe you could just look. You don't <laughs> buy everything in the store. So you you just sometimes you just look. Right. Well, think of social media in that way and buyer beware yeah well you know i want to go back to something you mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago which is that um what do we do to retaliate against russia and you know what right. quite honestly barack obama did a few things and got some things started in the uh-huh. little bit of time that he had remaining in his administration i think and thanks to him i think the machinery is there yeah uh i, I think our capability exceeds russia's we can flip a lot of switches to the off position from here mm-hmm. from the comfort of our easy chairs that's right and they freaking deserve it. They well, they they need to they need to be punished for what they've done. They need they need to hurt a little bit, and to a degree that encourages them to never attempt something like that with us again. Well, you know, Barack Obama set up all of these, uh, for lack of a better term, digital bombs inside Russian infrastructure. Mechanisms, Mechanisms, yeah, yeah, bugs and things like that that Mm -hmm. would be set off. Now, it was up to Donald Trump to set them off. That's the problem. And, of course, Donald Trump will never, ever, ever, ever do that. And this week has been more verification that that's actually the case. Um, So, yeah, so moving along here, we've got the the Flynn sentencing... uh, uh-huh. Uh, looked like it was reaching this fever pitch today. I mean, it was a, yes, an amazing yeah. thing to observe. It looked like the judge mm-hmm. was getting ready to slap uh, uh, Flynn with some some sort of treason charges. I mean, he was qu- questioning whether or not it was uh, it was treason to sit as national security advisor while mm-hmm. serving as an agent of a foreign country, in this case, both Turkey and Russia, for God's sake. And then uh, there was a recess. In fact, uh, I think it was Flynn's defense team called for a recess. They <laughs> recessed and uh i guess at that point flynn's attorneys went in and said okay no we gotta we gotta do something here we're gonna agree to just cooperate even more if you stop if you stop calling our client uh you know a traitor well and, and, and by the yeah and by the way the judge did retract uh yes. and, and apologize for the the traitor remark uh, and because it, it was not based on fact and he yeah. assured uh everyone that uh, his ruling uh, don't pay pay no attention to what i say or ask yeah. uh, it's 
my my ruling will be righteous is basically what he was saying. And uh, yeah, it was it was high drama, and it was a a tune in again next time kind of cliffhanger ending. Yeah. And by the way, what I was just describing was just my theory. I don't, I'm not I don't have any facts to oh, back no, that up because no, no one I'll, was in chambers I'll, with it. I'll back you up, Bob. Yeah. Okay. I mean, thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. No, I mean I don't know. I obviously. Yeah, I, I would expect something of that sort continued because, well, you know, you you were telling what would happen next. I think that's the deal that was cut. If you retract Judge Sullivan, if you retract the stuff about treason uh, and we move forward this way, our guy's got a lot more to talk to Robert Mueller about, the Eastern District of Virginia. He's got some things Perhaps, to say about yeah. that one, too. Let's move forward and continue to cooperate. After all, it was Judge Sullivan's offer to postpone the sentencing. This is before... And uh, and Flynn didn't want to postpone the sentencing up until the word treason was thrown out in the courtroom, and then suddenly Flynn goes gulp, yoinks, and then that certainly that certainly gives a lot of credence to your to your theory. So in the end, uh, this thing could be uh, the sentencing of Flynn could be postponed till March. Now it had started to appear that Mueller had developed a pattern of getting people convicted first and then getting cooperation from them, which is highly unusual. Prosecutors Mm -hmm. don't usually work that way, Uh, but but this breaks that. Now we can no longer call it a pattern because he's done a little of both. There have been cases where we have the sentence first to the cooperation later. And in Flynn's case, they're going to – and this what this does, by the way, the delaying of the sentencing of Flynn uh, increases the leverage on him. Yep. Uh, this gives him more time to cooperate and more incentive to cooperate because – Based on what he heard from the judge today, uh, the scolding that he got from the judge, uh, uh, the the judge stood by his accusation that Flynn had sold out his country. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't sound like a very friendly judge who's willing to go with Mueller's recommendation of no jail time. So Flynn's got to be greatly relieved that his sentencing has been postponed. He now has an opportunity and Mueller has an opportunity to hear him uh, testify further and to provide more cooperation. And if he is a good boy by the end, like Rick (laughs) Gates, by the way, they're 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 doing the same thing with Rick Gates. Yep, they're holding his sentencing till the very end, which is the way it's normally done, Mm -hmm. uh, because that gives more time for cooperation and more incentive uh, for the cooperator to not go the Manafort route. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, then then this other angle here, where uh, if you look at the Flynn hashtag on Twitter and and scroll down, you'll see dozens and dozens of red hats on their Twitter feeds talking about. How oh oh the FBI said that Flynn didn't lie to them. How could this be possible that now they're charging Flynn with lying to the FBI when the the FBI clearly said, well that's a Trump thing. Trump made that up. That is a Trump fever dream. That is a provigil hallucination that Donald Trump had the other day on Twitter. And now everyone's repeating it, and none of it matters. You know why none of it matters? Because Flynn has repeatedly confessed to lying. He did it again right. today. Right. I mean, he confessed that he knew it was against the law to lie to the FBI. He confessed that in court today he knew it was against the law to lie to the fbi and then we look at this 302 document that was released uh on a court order uh by the the Mueller team which outlines how uh the fbi agents including peter strzok who were interviewing mike flynn inside the white house gave him chance after chance after chance to tell the truth and they tried to lead him toward the things that they had verified independently and they tried and, to give know, him that opportunity yeah. to and confirm this thing and this thing about he he wasn't told that it's a crime to lie yeah. to the FBI. He was he did he worked in national intelligence. He's, he's for the national security advisor. If, he should if, know. If anybody knows how this works, 
Mike Flynn most assuredly does. Yep. It's a ridiculous <laughs> argument. Uh, it's not credible at any level. Uh, and, and as far as and just to clarify, it, it's just a, it's a, we're talking semantics here, I guess. But when you say everybody uh, repeated what Trump, no, no, mm. uh, some red. Everybody maybe a, a, a lot of people who wear red baseball caps retweeted <laughs> what he said. But right. uh, the nation is. The nation is turning on Donald Trump, and and yeah. for that matter, and I mean the whole nation, uh, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to watch. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think you've got a special presentation of uh, "Twas the Night Before Impeachment," right? Yeah, I, I mean, and we can do this in the main show or 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 the postmortem oh, show. Oh, we're going to do we're going to do it in the main show. We're okay, gonna, all right. We're, we're going right. to talk about Robin Hood right now, and then when we come back, and when we're done talking about Robin Hood, we'll do well, uh, "Twas the Night Before Impeachment." I can't. Well, wait. I want to answer. I want to answer one. More more thing from okay. your opening before right. we talk about Robin Hood, uh, and that is you were asking in the uh, pre-opening uh, about how why we're seeing Rudy. Why is Rudy a thing right now, Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, and and I, I think I can explain this. It started in my mind uh-huh. with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay, interesting. And then and then and then came the, the those those teen romance vampire movies with Robert Pattinson, <laughs> whatever those were called. Yeah, yeah. And, Twilight. and then and we had Twilight movies, and then we had we had yeah, the kids like. Them. Uh, True Blood. <laughs> then we had we had the True Blood, which I watched. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of True Blood, and we had Walking Dead, which I stayed with until uh, I got just I don't know. It got too mean for me. I liked it when we were just <laughs> killing vampires. When people started killing people, eh, not as much fun. Yeah, right. uh, and and then, but here's what. So this explains. You, it's all been all about vampires and the Walking Dead. It only makes sense uh, that we would have Rudy Giuliani now. Yeah. Oh God. Who, who, right. Yes. It looks like Nosfera too. He yes. absolutely, he looks like Gary Oldman as Vlad <laughs> Dracul in the... Uh, oh, if if only he could look that good. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I mean, why this guy is on television. I mean, he actually said, collusion is not a crime. It was over with before the election. Isn't that the whole goddamn point? Isn't collusion the point that it they're occurred so before? Stupid. Yeah, it had to occur before the election. Otherwise, they're not colluding on, you know, hijacking the election. So, so stupid, so I mean, incredibly stupid. It's, All right. I, I mean, you wonder. I mean, did Trump watch that and go, "What the fuck? What did you do?" I mean, I mean, if I was watching that, my head would explode no, if I was Trump. He's too stupid. I, yeah. I just, you know, he's. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Well, if you're following the Dow Jones Industrial Average, your head's probably uh, exploding right now as we speak because Dizzy it's it's in my head. <laughs> it's Sorry. up. It's down. What the hell is going on? I mean, overall, what it is, as far as I'm concerned, my non-educated opinion about the Dow is that it's all a consequence of the Trump instability. That's exactly what we've been seeing. Because if you see the first year of the Dow uh, as Trump was president, still a holdover economy from the Obama years. That first year continued nice, a nice upward sweep for the Dow. And then as soon as it became the Trump economy, the Dow started going, it started going bananas. And that's actually the, the noise that the Dow makes when it goes nuts. It goes, but you know, it's disturbing, especially if you're invested in the stock market, but investing doesn't have to be just for the wealthy. It doesn't have to be for people who are, you know, glued to CNBC all day long. Even right. with the stock market's ups and downs, you need investments to grow the money you earn. So there'll be enough when you're no longer earning. The sooner you start, the better. But for newcomers, it's pretty intimidating. It doesn't have to be, though, with Robinhood. It's an investment app that's simple and intuitive with the data presented 
presented in a way that's easy to digest. The Robinhood app lets you uh, buy and sell stocks, options, ETSFs, which are like mutual funds but traded on the market, and cryptos like Bitcoin. I've started using the Robinhood app myself, and they're right. A couple of taps, and I can see and choose from the most popular stocks. The charts are easy to understand. I can see my investment options and social media, entertainment, and even a category like companies with female CEOs. Robinhood teaches you how to invest wisely with custom notifications when one of your stock prices goes up or down. And it now is a, a great time to be involved with Robinhood, to have the Robinhood app, because it'll help you navigate all this insanity. It's easy. There's no commission, no fees. To get you started, Robinhood's offering one free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to set up your portfolio. To get that free stock, sign up today at bobseska.robinhood.com. Again, that's bobseska.robinhood.com. Help you navigate a crazy Trump stock market like no other. Again, that's bobseska.robinhood.com. Do it today. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is the last show Buzz and I are doing together. Wouldn't that suck if that was the end of the sentence? No, it's not the end of the sentence. <laughs> the last show we're going to be doing together until, God damn it, January 8th. See That's, you next year. Yeah, see you next year. It's going to be like three weeks before. I'm, I'm not even going to remember the sound of your voice by that point. I'll miss gonna, you. I'm going to miss you, too. <laughs> All of your uh, your knowing shoulder massages with your <laughs> stop uh, it. Uh, <laughs> That's just between us. <laughs> All right, we agreed on that. So you know, uh, I got a text from you before the show. Hey, Bob, I've got something I want to talk about on the show. What mm-hmm. is it? Twas the night before impeachment, and of course, not only is it Christmas, and I love Christmas time, but it also has to do with impeachment, and of course, you, that's a that's two treats in one. You and your listeners will pay the price for the fact that sometimes I get something in my head and it just won't leave me alone until I <laughs> sit down at my Underwood manual typewriter and and peck it out. So this is this is what I well, let me let me let me get some with. music here. I gotta find some appropriate Christmas music for this. Uh let's see. How about yeah, that, I think that seems to work, yeah. Nice and soft because you know it's a Santa gentle thing. So yes. here we go. Twas the eve of impeachment and all through the house Democrats were stirring to weed out a louse. The subpoenas were hung on the docket with care in the hopes that St. Muller soon would be there. The key players were nestled all snug in their cells, while visions of pardons fought visions of hell. And then in a twinkling I heard on the news that the Donald himself might be singing the blues. As I drew back my head and was turning around, down the courthouse I saw the hero we'd found. He was dressed in a suit. You could sense the excitement. I knew in a flash there'd be more indictments. He was stern and mature, a right tall kind of elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, arranged all the plea deals, then turned with a jerk. He sprang to his car, to his team gave a nod, and they all sped away with the man we applaud. And I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all. I've no more to indict. All right. 
That's amazing. You know what? That's more preparation than I've done for the show in years, I think. I, I, I couldn't stop it. I did this today instead of working on my newscast. So I hope you all appreciate it. Ah, I love it. It's the new holiday classic. Oh, thank you so much. That was wonderful. Okay. Well, great. Now, see, now, what do you think? I mean, at this point, I mean, how close are we to impeachment? How close are we to resignation? I mean, Chris Matthews Here's was saying on our show that we're only like a couple of weeks away from resignation. I mean, that was Chris Matthews the it, other night. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. And, yeah. and the fact that Trump backed down on two big things today, he backed down uh, on his charity, agreed yeah. to shut it down in, in the light of the lawsuit from the New York State Attorney General. He, he backed down on his insistence that he would shut down the government if he mm-hmm. didn't get his border wall. Uh, this is a weakened president. This is the kind of thing he would call weak. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of thing his supporters may see as weak. Um, so I, if he's willing to cave on those things, I, I mean, he he folded on the Trump University lawsuit. He always folds. So yeah. resignation is uh, not to be ruled out. In the meantime, I think here's Mueller's plan. We heard today uh, in the Flynn hearing that we talked about that uh, Flynn sentencing could be delayed as late as March. Coincidentally, I read uh, yesterday that uh, a lot of legal experts believe from the looks of things that Mueller is looking to wrap up his investigation by March. Coincidence? Uh, And and so what, and everybody everybody moans because, and I do at first, that's my gut reaction, because you think, oh my God, three and a half more months, how do we do this? Well, uh, there may be good news there if the resignation doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, the he's counting on impeachment. I mean, Mueller's counting on the new house, which will, of course, uh, scoop this up. Uh, he, his report is likely to end up in their hands. Uh, they will vote uh, for impeachment, and then the Senate will be forced to vote on it. Now, every account you read, and rightly so, notes that the Senate is in Republican control and has not and is not currently inclined to impeach Donald Trump. I uh, you know what judge However, the, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but they are they are starting to vote against him. They're rebuking him on on, on Saudi Arabia, yep. and they're seeing the, these reports come out. They saw the report come out earlier this week that indicated the Russian attack is real and not a figment of a politicized FBI's imagination. Uh, and this is this is all coming to a head. And and I read a piece of history, and then I'll shut up for a minute. And that is that <laughs> that I read this, and I have to thank Greg Sargent of the Washington Post for pointing oh, yeah. out that it was uh, on or about July. 5th, 15th of 1974 that uh, Richard Nixon was having no trouble, no trouble at all getting (laughs) Republicans to vote for everything he wanted. Yep. And it was three weeks later. By three weeks after that, there were only five or six Republicans who would support him Mm -hmm. in the Congress. That's how fast these things can turn. The Republicans, as I've said all along, will stay on this bucking bronco as long as they can, but they will bail when it becomes vital to their careers to do so. Gentlemen, we have to protect our funny baloney jobs. So Absolutely. That's that's where I think so I think what Mueller is is he's Mueller's gonna go ahead with the trials and the prosecutions, but he can get out so much more information now altogether collated 
uh, in a report than he could possibly ever hope to present in court. Yeah. So he'll gather the info and he'll, you know, push it toward the courts, but he's also going to get it in the hands of a Congress that will be prepared to impeach. And even the Republicans, I believe, will turn. I'm sorry, please go ahead. Oh, no, I was I was just going to interject <laughs> yeah. earlier. I was going to yeah. say that Andrew yeah. Napolitano was even saying on Fox News Channel uh-huh. that the impeachment charges that the Senate will have to hear in an right. open trial of Donald right. Trump um, will be enough to turn, uh, if not all of them, some of them, some of the Republicans, to voting mm-hmm. for conviction of Donald Trump. Th- that's how severe Andrew Napolitano, Fox News Channel's Andrew Napolitano, feels right. about these incoming charges against Donald Trump. And they, yeah. and we're not just talking about campaign finance law. We're talking about a variety of other things, all the shit that we've been talking about. And once that gets to a place where not only do the Republicans recognize the all of the the violations of the law committed by Donald Trump, both as a as a candidate and as a president, not only is that going to turn them away, but then they're, they're going to start looking at 2020. They're going to start looking at, yeah, it's not a midterm, but it is a general election and you're going to have the entire 435 members of the House of Representatives up for reelection. I forget. I, I'm not sure exactly what the Senate map is, but the Republicans are going to be looking at that and wondering, holy hell, do we yeah. cut our losses now or do we accept another bloodbath in 2020 because not only are we talking about impeachment and all of these high crimes by the president of the united states his attack on the rule of law as james comey was describing yesterday Mm -hmm. not only do you have all of that but now you've also got the prospect of the very real prospect of a recession. I mean, uh, economists up and down both sides of the political aisle are talking about a, at least a 50-50 shot of another recession within the next year or so. So you've yeah. got not only a crippled president because of all of these charges, but a crippled president because the economy, which is the only thing keeping him afloat at this point, is going to really start to uh, take a downturn. And now, trust me, I'm not a plug the downturn in the economy. I think it's going to be a disaster. No, of course not. A, oh, yeah, it's a, going to be bad for us. It's going to be oh, bad yeah. for me. We're, yeah. we're, we're, all, we're all going to take a hit. Mm-hmm. Everybody suffers with a deal like this. The yeah. rich, the poor. The poor, of course, suffer the most because they have uh, the most to lose. And, and uh, you know, so, yeah, and, and, and I don't want to be Mr. Grimm, but this is, <laughs> this is the worst December for the stock market since 1931 the great depression exactly yeah, yeah. so uh, that, that can, and while i'm bringing <laughs> while, I, while i'm being the grim reaper <laughs> i i and because I, this news is what i Be do best. i have i have you know i unfortunately i have some uh, sad uh, breaking news uh, oh, no. that uh, is unrelated to what we've been talking about uh penny marshall has passed at oh, the age no. of 75. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Laverne yeah. from Laverne and Shirley. She was an amazing right, right. director, directed right. a league of their own. Her right. dad, of course, was Frank Marshall. That's a, what a shame. What a shame. Petty Gary, Marshall. Gary huh? Marshall. Yeah, Gary home. Marshall. Oh, oh, Gary Marshall. Did I, what did I right. say? Frank Marshall? Yeah, Frank. Yes, Frank. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's G- Gary yeah. Marshall. Gary Marshall yeah. and his giant teeth. You want kids <laughs> returning from war to go back to the kitchen? <laughs> Don't forget him in uh, a league yeah. of their own. Uh, <laughs> just those giant choppers of his. Very uh, talented family. But yeah. it's very sad, and I, although she was seventy-five, and that's—I mean—that's early, really, and yeah. for a woman especially. And I did not see that coming. Yeah, what a shame! Her. What a shame! I'll have to uh, send out some uh, some uh, condolences to uh, my. <laughs> 
See, I was just about to name drop. Yeah, my Twitter friend, uh, Michael McKeon, who played uh, Lenny oh, on yeah. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, so God, sure he's, he's so great. And yeah. well, we talked about this before, how great he has been or how, how great he was, uh, how we should refer to that on uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. God, what a shame. Penny Marshall, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry uh, about that. Like I said, co- totally off topic, but news is what I do, and that just came in as we record today's show. Well, somewhat health-related and also economy-related is uh, the... The fact that this judge, this federal judge in Texas, Judge O'Connor, struck down the uh, Affordable Care Act as being unconstitutional in a in a ruling that will not be upheld by higher courts. This will, if it ends up getting to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is is going to either not hear it or uh, or hear it and say, yeah, you know what, no, you know, you guys don't have anything. This is not. This is a ridiculous ruling, and and we're uh, we're striking it down. And I think that's what's actually going to happen. But, of course, in the yes. meantime, we're yeah. all like on tenterhooks going, oh, holy shit. And right on the eve of a recession, we could end up losing the Affordable Care Act. There's still a yeah, minute possibility that that could people happen. People are being terrified needlessly yeah. here, uh, hopefully, uh, because I, I think that even this Supreme Court will overturn this judge's decision. Legal experts say this is fakakta. That's a technical term. That's a legal term. <laughs> uh, that, that the judge's ruling just uh, cannot stand, mm-hmm. uh, that he does not have this authority. And but it, it does throw everyone into chaos and confusion and worry, uh, like we don't have enough on our plates already. So f this judge, uh, and and uh, you know I, I I think it's unfortunate, and it's one of those things you have to give attention to because it's your freaking health care. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, this is just more. Uh, conservative blathering. Yeah. Well, what, what continues to piss me off, Buzz, is the fact that we have a president still who doesn't. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't understand health care. I mean, uh, and health insurance okay, as Bob, a broader. How many times? How do I have to? How many times do I have to tell you? He doesn't, doesn't understand, understand anything. anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Right. But, but yeah, true. and I mean, yeah, you know, no, he doesn't understand anything, and that's why we have to get him out. And yeah. and that is that is really job one. That's that's right. that's the nation's top priority is to get him out of the way so we can fix things. Well, the amazing thing is that his supporters don't understand that repealing the Affordable Care Act will absolutely make their own insurance policies even worse. Even in their employer-based insurance policies, right. which now contain all of these consumer protections that were in the Affordable Care Act. I yes, think they believe yeah. that it's nothing but pre-existing conditions and the mandate and healthcare.gov. I think that's what they believe the Affordable Care Act is. And it is so much more. These, so much more. Yeah, and these uh, consumer benefits that are in, these consumer protections that are in the law are things that apply to everyone's health insurance policies, not Pre- just people who get them through the marketplaces. Preventive care, med- Medicaid expansion. Yeah. I mean, the list does go on and on. Yeah. I mean, just a, a long, long list of, of everything that's contained in there where, you know, Donald Trump was screaming about the deductibles in Obamacare right. policies. Well, first of all, there are no Obamacare policies. He meant, yeah, he meant to say subsidies, but he, because he's an idiot, he said deductibles. But yeah. if you replace subsidies, it begins, uh, deductibles with subsidies, then it begins <laughs> to make sense. He just clearly didn't know what he was talking about. No, of course not. And what the Affordable Care Act does is it actually caps deductibles. It says, you know what? Insurance companies
companies can't charge you these out of this world uh, astronomical deductibles anymore. These out of pocket expenses. No, they're now capped every year and they're capped over a lifetime. You can't pay anymore. They can't force you to pay any more than that. Nor can they kick you off of your insurance as soon as you get sick or injured. None of that shit is going to remain if the Affordable Care Act gets repealed. It's all going to go away and everyone's insurance is going to be a big pile of suck from now on. Yeah, and, if that's how the Supreme Court rules. and yeah. You know, I... Trump is obviously going into this believing, well, I've got the Supreme Court in my pocket. This will be a no-brainer. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna win this. I, I'm not so sure he's right about that. I'm, ki- I kind of think he's wrong about that. We won't know until the ruling comes. But uh, my spidey sense tells me that's where this is headed. Um, failure on on their part. I, I don't think the judge can do this. And and by the way, Bernie stands who think that this is going to pave the way for Medicare for all to get passed. You're fucking right. out of your minds. It's not. Of course, <laughs> keeping the Affordable Care Act that will pave the way for Medicare for all because all you got to do is tack on a public option at some point as an amendment, and then suddenly you have a test ground for Medicare for all. But you know what? Killing the entire Affordable Care Act doesn't mean you're going to get Medicare for all. What it means is the next form of, of, of health reform uh, will come uh, as, as something that's much more conservative than the Affordable Care Act, because as we've seen throughout history, uh, especially since Truman started the, the march toward uh, health care reform, is that every time health care reform is brought up, and and fails, the next version of it is more conservative, not less conservative. So if Obamacare goes down and it's stricken down by the Supreme Court, the next version of health care reform in this country will be an even more conservative, most likely market-based uh, uh, health care reform package that is, a, a once again, as I said, a big pile of suck. And so that's what's going to happen. It's not going to be Medicare for all. So you can put that delusion aside and move on to some other delusion because that's not going to work. And divided we fall uh, yeah exactly right so speaking of judges i want to go back to flynn real quick because there was something that uh th- that was an interesting little tidbit that was thrown out during the flynn sentencing hearing that turned out to not be a sentence uh judge sullivan asked um the court he says so so flynn could have been charged in the indictment that was unsealed in virginia yesterday right which is of course these two former business associates uh, of mike flynn who were arrested and charged with conspiring to kidnap this uh, Turkish cleric, right. uh, Fatula right. Gulen. And so the judge asked, uh, so Flynn could have been charged in that indictment too? And the government said, government prosecutors with uh, Mueller's office said, yes. And then Judge Sullivan said, exposure to Flynn would have been significant? Question mark. And, and the government said, yes. Yes. So it's, you know what? It's entirely possible yeah. at some point soon, Flynn could get indicted for that one too, for conspiring yes. to kidnap Fatula Gulen. And that's the other thing we've talked about before. Uh, prosecutors can always come back and file more charges later. Yeah. Uh, what they're showing us is not everything they have. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got, by the way, the same can be said about the publisher of the National Enquirer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're neither, in neither case uh, are the parties showing what they have. Uh, we, we're seeing some of what they have, but they're, they've got some. They're holding some back. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, the National Enquirer likely has a bunch of damaging <laughs> unpublished stories. Stories yes. on on Trump and his Trump crime family. How uh, ironic! Uh, yeah, according to a former employee of the uh, tabloid who told MSNBC on Monday that, oh yeah, you know what? We've got a we we, we buried a bunch of crap that was uh, oh. embarrassing and quote unquote criminal. 
I, about we've the Trump read about, family. We, we've read about file cabinets full of stuff yeah. uh, uh, at the at the uh, Inquirer uh, about Donald Trump, and and, and isn't it beautifully ironic and weird and and possibly criminal on some level, but certainly amoral. But, but that's never stopped the Inquirer before. They can now go forward and profit with tell-all stories about yep. Donald Trump. I yep. mean, at some point, they'll be able to do that. Yeah, in fact, uh, this uh, former employee said, you know, effectively, David Packer sold his editorial soul for access to Trump world. Mm-hmm. And and well, the, he may get his money back. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see uh, the dollar amount that they tack on to this transaction between uh, uh, Trump, Cohen, and David Pecker, who were all three were in the room for these uh, talks about how the National Enquirer was going to help Donald Trump with his campaign. And so that obviously amounts to campaign finance contributions. Clearly, clearly, y- yeah. yeah. And and from there, the question is, well, how much? I mean, what's what would be the equivalent dollar amount to this kind of assistance? that uh, that David Packer provided to the, the Trump campaign. And so that remains to be seen. That remains a big question mark. But I, I got to imagine that it's pretty high, that there's a, a, a pretty high dollar amount that would be uh, affiliated with something like that. Because, I mean, sure. who knows? I mean, what kind of coverage? What's the value in dollars of, of getting a front page story? Like, I remember I even took a picture of it when I was waiting at a checkout line at a Safeway yeah. one time back during the campaign <laughs> where I, I looked down and there's this picture of Hillary Clinton that was clearly photoshopped to make right. her almost look like a zombie. As uh-huh. th- there's something fishy about this. And then of it was course. clear that, you know, we were hearing stories about how David Pecker and Donald Trump were pals. And then I realized, oh, oh, now I get it. Now I get why every single Inquirer right. cover is an attack on and Hillary they were Clinton. Able, and they were able to morph into that from kind of like smearing showbiz celebrities and and, and working in uh, Hillary as a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 then, and then changing direction and becoming more political in that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but it, it it seems to me that with all that information, that when a certain amount of dust settles, the Inquirer can make an awful lot of money printing issue after issue yep. after issue about Donald Trump. There you go. Exactly right. Well, meanwhile, we've got uh, a series of 17 different investigations linked to Donald Trump. This is according only to... Only 17? Only 17. And this is Wired Magazine put together this list. Just running down the list of 17 items. We've got number one, the Russian government's election attack. Number two, WikiLeaks, of course. Donald Trump loves WikiLeaks. Uh, Number three, Middle Eastern influence. Number four, Paul Manafort's activity. Number five, the Trump Tower Moscow project. Number six, other campaign and transition contacts with Russia. Number seven, obstruction of justice. Uh, Number eight, campaign conspiracy in the Trump organization's finances. Number nine, inauguration funding. Number 10, Trump super PAC funding. Number 11, foreign lobbying. Uh, number 12, Maria Butina and the NRA. That's a gigantic one because that's the one that could bring down the Republican Party as as an entity. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely serious when I say that. There is a very real chance that the Republican Party, as we currently know it, could cease to exist. So great news, everybody. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, I, I, things are going pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Number 13, uh, there's uh, uh, an investigation of the alleged chief accountant of the Internet Research Agency who was indicted separately earlier this fall, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. Uh, number <laughs> number 14, Turkish influence. Number 15, the tax case, which is gigantic. Number 16, mm-hmm. the Trump Foundation. And number 18, or number 17, the emoluments clause. And so Very that's nice. the entire list of things that uh, are 
are known investigations, like like you were saying, Buzz, earlier, it, it, there could be all kinds of things. As we've been saying since, I don't know, since 2016, we've been saying that we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg and there's so much more that we just don't even know about yet. Because Well, I think I think there's more to each of those investigations. I think I think we've probably got enough uh, with, with 17. We, can, <laughs> yeah. we, we really needn't look much farther in terms of number, but we are going to see uh, there are things we don't know yet, and, and but Mueller does, about those some of those 17 different investigations that will... It, this is a, a quite a story. I mean, this is a, a shocking, uh, amazing story. And then there are really a couple of aspects to it. There's the horrifyingly specific scientific Russian attack on the United States combined with this idiot wannabe mobster <laughs> and the, the, the right-wing racists who've supported him. Yeah. Uh, say, to see Stephen Miller on television, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to shut down the government. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen uh, Miller with and his, his with his with his painted bald spot, his Ronco hair head. paint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could. I, did he think we couldn't see the color and texture difference between that blob of fuzzy stuff, whatever it was, on yeah. the front of his head uh, that isn't usually there? Uh, but you know, uh, I, never I, mind that. He's he's uh, an abhorrent racist, right? And uh, you know what? I've got a bit of a teeny tiny theory about uh, Stephen Miller and his goddamn hair. And the, this, uh, <laughs> you know what? This wasn't the first time he appeared on television with the Ronco hair paint with the spray on it. Yeah, he did it one other time and it was earlier on in the administration. I think it was the one where Donald Trump is the greatest president in the history of all presidents and everyone is <laughs> going to bow down to his authority or something like that he was saying. And uh, he was doing it in the White House press room, I seem to recall. But he also had the spray on hair. But I think you know what? It might be that <laughs> Stephen Miller is the guy who's behind all of the White House misdirection with the misspellings and the weird things like uh smocking and the strange-looking Christmas trees all the little distractions and and he does that to his hair i mean how, how do you look in the mirror and go hey that's pretty good i mean it seems to me maybe, as if it was almost maybe, deliberately maybe, bad maybe he and trump do each other's hair in the morning that could be i mean it could be in solidarity <laughs> because you know trump looks at the in the mirror every day and goes ah, that's great i got the greatest hair don't i and and again that underscores how Deluded. absolutely <laughs> How yeah, nuts diluted, he is. Diluted on every level. And yeah, I mean, the pressure is getting to him. And, and we've seen these frenetic tweets. I mean, uh, the guy's panicked, and rightfully so. <laughs> he's in a corner. He's firing in every direction because yeah. he's being attacked from every direction uh, with these 17 investigations. Uh, this is a frantic, frenetic president mm -hmm. who today backed down. On a couple of key areas. Uh, he was forced to back down on that charity. Uh, he's forced to back down on the wall. The Republicans, everyone tried to tell him it's not going to yeah. work. And he did it anyway, stuck to his guns, doubled down as he does, and then eventually folded as he does. We can only hope that he resigns or that he is quickly impeached. And again, I, the point of that story about uh, Watergate in 74 and the, the, the three-week turnaround uh, among Republicans in Congress, that can happen happen here and that can happen at any time now yeah yeah well you know what buzz we're gonna take uh, one last break here and when we come back i've got the hot christmas item the hot gift item that you want to get and there's still time to purchase wow. your very own roger stone stone he's roger stone is literally selling rocks finally <laughs> a gift that kimberly and i can give to our dads <laughs> that's coming up right after these words you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. 
See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over And you are just begun So this is Christmas I hope you have fun You know, I also, uh, I kind of like this song a, almost it. a little bit more than, uh, or this version of the song, a little bit more than the John Lennon version. This is the alarm doing uh, Happy Christmas War is Over. You know, it's... Uh, it's not hard to do a uh, a Christmas uh, cover song, but it's hard to do one well. And oh, agreed. This one is done well. I bet Weezer could do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> you saw that sketch too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I can't no, say. I love I love that song. And when uh, Miley Cyrus sang it on Saturday Night Live this week. Uh, I did not realize it at the time, but was informed later she was joined in that performance by Sean Lennon. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I do love that song. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. You know what? I, I bought no fewer than four copies of Tom Nichols' book, The Death of Expertise, to give away to people who I want to subtly convince that what they believe on Fox News Channel is wrong. So, I've... These are... <laughs> These are people who can read, right? Yeah, people who, okay, uh, fortunately, right. I think they can read, but yet they've been caught up in the Fox News Channel vortex, right. and they need to be snapped out of it. And I think while Good this luck. book is not distinctly anti-Trump, there mm-hmm. are little subtle anti-Trump messages throughout. So <laughs> That's how you get them. Yeah. That and working it into a sitcom. Exactly These are the right. two ways that you get these messages across. Yeah, yeah. So The Death of Expertise, a must-have for Christmas this year. Also, must-have for Christmas this year is, obviously, I hope, you, Buzz, you got me one of these Roger Stone stones. It's just a rock with Roger's name on it. He just, it's I, funny. I, I have sent you your gift. You should be getting it today. <laughs> Uh, I didn't spend a lot on the gift because it is rocks. Now, they're not Roger Stone rocks. It's just a box of rocks. And because when the revolution comes, I figure you're going to need something to throw. Something to throw. So the rocks cost me nothing but the shipping. Oh, my God, the shipping on a box of rocks. Well, anyway, so you can I, – I don't know. I'm guessing the, the Roger Stone stone is just a single – it doesn't weigh that much, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. Roger said he's selling Roger Stones for $8 plus shipping. Uh-huh. Uh, it says here on the Instagram post, signed by the New York Times best-selling author, legendary political operative, and Trump in intimate himself. Uh-huh. Uh, limited edition, the perfect Christmas gift for the Trump supporter, info warrior, or stone trooper. Uh-huh. David made good use of a similar artifact against Goliath. This is this is the part that cracks yeah. me up. This is an exact replica 
of the stone that David used to take down Goliath. Use yes. it as I mean, they're actually Roger Stone is telling his gullible idiot fans, or mm. I mean, by the way, if you're a Roger Stone fan, you got to jump off a ledge. That's just the rules. Uh, but he's actually eat, eat, if you're a Roger Stone fan, eat the romaine lettuce. There, you, there you go. Uh, but I mean, they're they actually are buying this based on the fact that Roger Stone says it's an exact replica of the stone that David used to take down Goliath. I mean, this is sure. such a lie. It's the like one that's, the one that's on display at the Bible Museum in D.C. That's right. And a lot of other real things. Yeah, I've got some robot insurance to sell, too, if you're interested in buying. Uh, and meanwhile, it's like, you know, those people who get duped by the actual slivers of the cross mail-in orders, you know, there's right, those right. fucking things. And they actually yeah. think that Roger Stone, so like, oh, Roger Stone's got an exact replica, an exact replica of the rock of that the David stone, used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I worry that the idiots who will buy these stones might use them to throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if they actually throw their collector's items. <laughs> They're Roger Stone stones. Unfucking believable. Okay, meanwhile, Roger Stone wow. admitted, and here a nice corollary to this story. Roger Stone admitted to spreading lies via InfoWars and will be required to make a public apology in order to avoid paying the fines in the now settled defamation lawsuit against him. Stone's going to be forced to run this apology in national newspapers and post on social media apologizing for defaming a Chinese businessman who is a vocal <laughs> oh. critic of Beijing. The settlement also requires Stone to publish a retraction of all the lies he posted on social media. All the lies he posted on social media. If Stone refuses to apologize, he will be forced to pay... (laughs) How much? $100 million in damages to this uh, this Chinese businessman. In, in a that text sounds mes- fair. Stone said in a text message, his behavior was irresponsible and said that, quote, I am solely responsible for fulfilling the terms of the settlement. This goddamn idiot. And this is just the beginning. I mean, if you think that this is the worst that could happen to Roger Stone, think again. I think this guy's going to prison for a long time. <laughs> I think he thinks so as well. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, hence the Roger Stone stones. Right, he. I mean, he needs uh-huh. some sort of money to buy, be able to buy the hacksaws to uh, dig his way well, out of jail. <laughs> I, I would say good luck to him in a sarcastic way. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, let's see. There was also uh, an aspect of the Russian disinformation campaign that targeted Robert Mueller, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which Donald Trump is now actively doing himself. You know, right. I mean, and I said this from the beginning. Yeah, uh, everything Trump did, Russia did. Everything Russia did, Trump did. No collusion. Are you kidding me? They were in lockstep. They were in lockstep in their advertising. Uh, we now know their political yeah. advertising. Uh, it's it just, it's amazing. Everything they do is the same. Yeah, and, and again, in the uh, in the file uh, marked Trump always makes things worse for Trump, <laughs> yeah. we've got this uh, election 2020 news. Apparently, Trump has unveiled his 2020 campaign machine. Oh, good, good. That's, which, I uh, love the optimism. I love the optimism. I know, <laughs> I know. But guess, get this. I mean, uh-huh. if you think the Republican Party wasn't in uh, tatters now, well, wait till you hear this. They've now connected the Trump campaign 
to the national Republican National Committee into right. a, they, and they've rolled those two things together into a single right. entity. The, and right. this is not just something a figurative observation I'm making. This is a, a, the actual deal that the Trump so campaign going going forward as yeah. from now going forward from here. Yeah, they are the same. Yes, exactly. The structure of the new organization calls for the merging of Trump's reelection campaign and the RNC with the field and fundraising programs operating under the banner of Trump Victory. <laughs> the two teams will also share office space. The goal of the merger is to create a single streamlined organization that mm. can adapt quickly and save resources while also minimizing staff they're, overlap and infighting. And also the indictments gonna, are easier to hand out if they're they, all in they, one place. <laughs> They need to get an apartment in the city because that's not going to work out. <laughs> that's right. It'll the, be like a, long, you know, they're they're planning for a future that isn't there. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like yeah. the worst episode of Seinfeld in the world, where it's like the RNC on one side of the hall and Trump on the other side of the hall, and then Trump comes running in, slides through the door. Yeah, well, you know, they, they've married. I mean, they've been married for some time. Uh, Trump and the Republican Party. He is their brand, yep. their their figurehead, their mascot. He's mm-hmm. he's the face of of the Republican Party, and <laughs> they're going to have to live with that for a little while, uh, years, in fact. And uh, so, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're looking ahead to the future. I think they ought to keep their options open. Like I said, maybe have a second place where they can stay. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, as I said, I mean, it'll be really easy for the authorities to find all of them in a single place. You know, if they want Wait. to start handing out the affidavits or they hand out the uh, subpoenas and the indictments, you know. The pre-dawn raids, they can all take place in the same location. So how convenient for uh, Mueller and the uh, Department of Justice, huh? I I hear music. We can't possibly be out of time. We are out of time. Uh, We're running a little bit behind, but not by much. But we still have a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about those things on the uh, post-mortem show that's coming up next on our Patreon page. Uh, Let's see. I guess by way of a programming note, um, obviously we had a show today. Uh, we're doing an interview show tomorrow, Wednesday. That's going to be uh, basically a, a end of the year wrap up with my friends Chris Cliff Schechter and John Aravosis from the Unprecedented Podcast. Uh, we're all going to talk and uh, recap the uh, the past year in politics and Trump shit and so on, and they get their views on uh, what's going to happen in the in the new year and beyond. So. That'll be fun. That's coming up on our Patreon page tomorrow. It's a free presentation, as all of our interview shows are. Uh, meanwhile, we do have a show on Thursday, too, and a show on Friday. So, But after that... And in, be- and in between, uh, my news drops on Thursday as well. Exactly right. BuzzBurbank.com, also RealmNetwork.com, Stitcher, iTunes, every place that fine oh, newscasts are, are sold right there. Kmart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that too. Uh, okay, let's see some some plugs here. I haven't done some plugs in a while. Let's see here. Uh, of course, Buzz Burbank is found at buzzburbank.com. Jody Hamilton is at from the bunker.com and from the bunker junior on Twitter. Support Jackie Schechner and investigate Russia.org. I don't say that lightly. Investigate Russia.org lost its funding. So now you can help to fund investigate Russia.org at investigate Russia.org slash donate. Help out Jackie Schechner. She's one of the real experts in all of this, and she can help you guide it through uh, every last detail that comes down from the Trump Russia investigation. Meanwhile, Stephanie Miller shows at stephaniemiller.com. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash start me up. And don't forget to use our banded masculine link just beneath the logo for Chris LaVoy's banded masculine candles. We get a teeny tiny commission from some of those things that you purchase. It costs you nothing extra. 
Uh, but we thank you in advance for doing that. Okay, so, oh, and one last thing. Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. We're seeing Jen Kirkman perform at the Arlington Cinema and Draft House uh, in February. Can't wait for that. Great place. All right, Buzz. Oh, my God, it's going to be too, way too long before we talk again, but... We'll, we'll send notes. <laughs> That's right. Take it easy, my friend. We'll see you, you uh, in 2019. Bye-bye.